My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Tuesday the 29th of August. I'm Zara Seidler. I'm Sam Kozlowski. The Queensland government has passed a law that overrides human rights. Police watch houses in Queensland will be declared official youth prisons under extraordinary new laws introduced by the state government. Amendments were rushed through Parliament which will allow children to be kept in police watch houses until beds are available in youth detention centres. The Queensland government continues to face criticism for how it passed controversial reforms to youth justice. So what are these reforms? How did they pass and why is this all come to a head now. We'll let you know in today's deep dive. But first, Sam, some news from the university sector. That's right. Staff at the University of Melbourne have begun a week-long strike. Union members in the university's arts and law faculties were among the staff who stopped work at midday on Monday, with thousands of students expected to be impacted by cancelled classes. Those on strike are calling for improved workloads and for secure work and fair pay. The 2026 Commonwealth Games could be headed to the Gold Coast. The CEO of Commonwealth Games Australia says that talks with the mayor of the Gold Coast had been held around the possibility of the Queensland city hosting the Games. The Games were originally set to be held in Victoria but were scrapped due to escalating financial pressures and we will chuck a link to an episode we did on that in the show notes. It's called Did Victoria Just Get the Commonwealth Games Cancelled? Qantas CEO Alan Joyce says airfares are trending down after last year's post-COVID travel boom. Joyce also defended Qantas's $2.47 billion full-year profit, which was announced last week, while fronting a Senate inquiry on Monday. And the good news. Australia has recorded its best-ever medal haul at a World Athletics Championships. The Aussies won six medals in Budapest, lifting the nation to 12th place overall on the medal tally. Nina Kennedy won Australia's only gold in the women's pole vault last week. The Queensland government has passed a law that essentially overrides human rights and it will allow the government to keep children in police watch houses until there are beds available in detention centres. Just run me through what a watch house actually is. Okay, so a police watch house is basically a holding cell. It's at a police station and it's designed to detain people overnight or for 24 or so hours. So it was designed to be temporary. These washhouses aren't equipped to deal with people for extended periods of time and apart from being smaller and less comfortable, they also don't include the same health services or rehabilitation facilities that people who would go to a youth detention centre would be offered. Things like education programs, cultural support and contact with the young person's community. And also, this will become important later so we'll get back to it, Watch houses also may have both children and adults of different genders housed in the same place. Okay, so it really is kind of a triage zone. It was designed to be. Right, and what's changed now? So before these amendments were passed through Queensland's parliament last week, the law stood that if a child offender was refused bail, they'd be taken from a watch house to a youth detention facility, quote, as soon as practicable, so essentially as soon as was possible. 
Last week, though, the Queensland government passed this new amendment that now allows the government to hold young people in these police watch houses that I was just describing before until beds become available in a youth detention centre. The amendment explicitly says that this can happen even if it would not be compatible with human rights. And the government's reasoning for this, despite them acknowledging it might undermine human rights in the state, is that they're saying there's not enough capacity in youth detention centres to meet the demand. So what they're saying is it's this it's supply full. and demand yeah, problem where there are too many young people coming through the system, not enough beds to house all of them. And for the Queensland government, their solution seems to be to extend the amount of time legally that young people can be held in these watch houses. The amendments that passed last week do state, however, that they're set to expire by 2026, and that is to allow for time for these new youth detention centres to be built in Queensland. So they're not saying this is... Forever. A, no, it's not a forever solution. They're viewing it as a temporary fix while they build these new detention centres. So they've said specifically in the legislation that keeping young people in watch houses can occur even if it's not compatible with human rights. Mm. Which I thought I'd never seen that written It's interesting to put it in the actual act itself. I think they legally have to because there's a part of the Human Rights Act that this is directly opposing. And what human rights specifically would it override? Uh, There are two. So the first is that the state's Human Rights Act says that detained children must be segregated from adults. And in these watch houses, they're both together. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. And the, or they can be. And the second is that every child in Queensland has the right to access an education. And remember I said that in these watch houses, it's not like they're getting the same access to rehabilitation or educational services that they would be in a fully set up and functional youth detention centre. But according to the government, despite them having to explicitly say it could override human rights, they're saying that holding a child in a watch house is ultimately safer and more humane than detaining them in an overcrowded youth detention centre. Okay, so what's the fallout been from the passing of this legislation? Well, it's been very controversial, I'd say, for two main reasons. The first is how these amendments really interact with human rights in the state. And then the other is the way in which these amendments actually passed through Parliament. So it's more of a political backlash to what's happened. Why don't we start with the politics there? Okay, so in order to understand how these amendments passed, you need to understand a bit about Queensland's political system. The basic thing to know is that there's no upper house in Queensland. It's a unicameral system, which means there's a single house of parliament. The Palaszczuk Labor government has a majority there. So essentially what that means is it's fairly easy to pass legislation. Normally, though, before a piece of legislation passes through the single house of parliament, it is usually referred to a committee. This is something that happens at basically every level of government. It's when a committee, which is made up of members of the government, members of the opposition, minor parties, whoever wants to be involved, really scrutinises a piece of legislation. And this is a process that takes a fair bit of time, but it means that there's this oversight into what is being passed if it then passes parliament. Performing the functions of like a Senate in the federal system. Yeah, but committees also do exist at a federal level. But it just slows the process down a bit, gives everybody... Because, I mean, if you think about the number of pieces of legislation that an MP or a senator has to look at every day, it's a lot. And so this is a way for them to really deep dive into it. Anyway, I digress. But the point being 
that in a normal case, a piece of legislation would have gone to committee. In this case, the reforming question, so this thing about children in watch houses, wasn't actually passed as a standalone piece of legislation, but it was actually tacked on as an amendment to a bill that had already been to a committee, which means that the committee system had interrogated a piece of legislation. It was called the Child Protection Bill. But then they never looked at these amendments that refer to the watch houses because the government tacked it on at the end. That basically meant that very few members of parliament outside of the government actually had any time to look at it or, or see what was in it. Yeah. And that has been the centre of this political storm because the Labor government is being accused of rushing something through and obscuring any transparency. So it'd be fair to say that the Queensland Premier Anastasia Pelosi has had a bit of pressure since then. She has, and it's been interesting to see the media's take on it because it's been fairly unanimous Mm. in the way that this story has been covered. We're talking about 48 pages of amendments and by putting it through an amendment on legislation that had already gone through the committee process, it doesn't face scrutiny. known you for a long time, Premier, you have railed against the lack of transparency from previous governments. And this just doesn't pass the pub test for a lot of people. Well, people can have their views and we appreciate there are a lot of views out there, but our job as a government is uh, to balance the um, activities of these uh, young criminals across our state uh, with the protection of the community. I think one thing to note if you're seeing this story around is that the state's Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk is also being criticised for going on holidays and that story is emerging off the back of this story is that there's all this controversy unfolding about the way that young people are being kept in watch houses and the Premier has gone on holidays. And so if you see that story arise, that's where it's come from. So that's kind of the political discourse to Mm -hmm. all of this. Now talk me through the human rights side. So we've heard from the Queensland Greens justice spokesperson. His name's Michael Berkman. And he's accused the government of having little regard for vulnerable young people. We've also heard from a group of local justice advocates who have called the decision an attack on vulnerable children. The CEO of a youth advocacy group, Yeti, who we're going to talk about in a bit, Genevieve Sinclair, she's called the watch houses recidivism factories. And recidivism means reoffending. Yeti told TDA that the only people wanting to keep children in watch houses, in their view, seems to be the government. And this isn't actually the first time we've talked about watch houses in Queensland this month. Well, this came through you. Yeah. And it was because someone you'd worked with in your past life as a lawyer, right? She was working on behalf of young people who were in watch houses in Queensland and they had a breakthrough win in the courts. Well, exactly. So let me just explain that case because it's interesting context to consider when we think about the government's move here. So earlier in the month, Queensland's Supreme Court heard a case alleging eight children were detained in police watch houses without a sound legal basis instead of being taken to youth detention. And remember, at the time that this case was unfolding, according to Queensland law, if a child offender was refused bail, they had to be taken to a youth detention facility as soon as possible. So this case was brought by the same youth advocacy group Yeti that I just spoke about before who condemned the government's law, they've maintained there was no legal reason for the eight children they were representing to be kept in watch houses. And so the judge found in their Mm favour. What did they say? So the judge's ruling found that the government had not been able to establish any reasons for keeping these children away from a youth detention centre. 
The court ordered all the children named in the challenge to be immediately transferred to youth detention centres. So this story is all set against the context that the youth detention centres in Queensland are full. Mm-hmm. and that the watch houses are having to almost double up as, as an overflow facility when that's not what they were built for. Mm. Where has this issue come from? I think it's a good question, and it's the thing that has gone through my mind as I've been reading and talking and thinking about this story. And I don't think that we can really tack this on to the end of an, a whole episode covering government policy. I think that this should be a deep dive in and of itself because – We are talking about what happens once a young person is already in the justice system, but we're not talking about why they're getting there or any of the factors that might be relating to those decisions. And so if you do want us to look into that, get in touch with us and let us know. I know I'm personally interested in this story and it's a really, really important story to tell. So we can absolutely do that. We'll be back again tomorrow. Until then, have a great day.